Philadelphia. I'm Joel Embiid. Like, I want the ball. You can use John with anything. You can be like, yo, hey, them Johns is hot. Them, your shoes, you know what I'm saying? So it can mean anything. Welcome to the Fly Zone. We are recording live episode 18 after another damn almost blizzard snow situation. Blizzard 96 part two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I am one of your hosts, Candace R. McLean. I'm joined with my great co-host. Deshaun the Connect Carter. This is the Fly Zone, the Philly-centric podcast talking everything Philadelphia, sports, news, culture, everything going on in the city. From the people, for the people, from us, for you. Mm. And if they want to listen to us on anywhere they want to go, in their, in their car, walking, maybe in the shower. I don't know how you guys set it up. Where can you listen to us, Sean? Where can people get down with us? They can tap in with us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Amazon Podcasts. And don't forget, we just started the YouTube channel. So YouTube. tap into that. We're going to have some cool stuff on there for you guys from the draft and to a bunch of other stuff. So look out for that. Just playoff. Sixers we play coming. Up. We coming, okay? We got some, we got something lined up. And on all social media platforms, on Instagram, you can follow us at the.flyzone. On Twitter, you can find us at the fly zone. Tap in. Thank you. So happy birthday, Rihanna. Of course, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> had to, had to, had to shout out to Rihanna. Had to shout, shout out to Naomi Osaka, getting her her next Grand Slam title. Had to be on Serena's head and then the other girls' head, but she did it. Black History Month. We still black. We making Black History out there. Another, another for Naomi Osaka. Another to, one. I had to find some joy because I'm tired of shoving my car off. I'm tell you that right now. Yo, I'm, I'm over it. Listen, I called out at work the other day because I didn't feel like. Taking my, I didn't like get my car out the snow. Mind you, yeah, we back in the building now too, so I had to literally go uh, into work. Got you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm tired of that. But at least we're not in Texas paying two hundred thousand dollars for the electric bill. Yo, what's going on in Texas is not okay. <laughs> not okay. I, I listen. Prayers to y'all. Obviously, for the real unfortunate, of course. This woman Yo. in Texas says she got a two hundred and two thousand dollar electric bill. How does that even happen? Because they are search surcharging people. For the for the losses, pretty much get energy and like get gas and everything else from other plots, including Jerry Jones, who's made a, a buttload of money off of this. Jerry Jones, the CFO, said it's like Christmas for them. So I don't know how you can be a Cowboys fan. He's bleeding these people, and so essentially, in order to the the, power, the gas company is like we're not buying gas gas at this price. We're not going to buy things at this price. So they said they made a legislator that they can charge the people to make up for the deficit. So now people are getting. Their their gas bill is like five hundred percent uptake. So if you pay one twenty one month, your bill is now six hundred dollars. And this woman got a two hundred thousand dollar bill. So they Yikes. thought it was a good idea to charge the people. This country never. Yeah, this who country. Who has no power? It just doesn't surprise me anymore. It's the, nothing they can do. There's nothing no. they can do that can surprise me at this point. No, everybody That's talks insane. about everything else. All these all these reforms, and at the end of the day, you believe in capitalism, and capitalism was exactly exactly. So, but we are up here in the north. I power, you know, we, we're still chugging along to get this podcast going. And it's it's a guess. I'm having to get. I'm I'm keeping it chill. I've been watching. I told you I got Disney Plus. I'm watching the Avengers. Hey, been watching text my, me my, earlier my like man. yo they really kill uh iron man <laughs> and, I, and we looked at i looked at that but i also looked at the 50 piece mcnugget that mb dropped on the heads of the bulls last night 50 which is why nugget. which is why i got his jersey on right now and recording this podcast yeah, i always believed in you you've always been the hitman we yeah. never doubted you <laughs> always been a hitman 
We never doubted it. <laughs> Ain't you. nobody going to take that away from you. So we're running through the Sixers Bulls. Let's recap real kick. Embiid, 50 points. I'm going I'm to say this really slow so y'all can hear this. Embiid, 50 points, 17 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 blocks, 2 steals. Mm. Becoming the first Sixers player to drop 50 points in the game since Allen Iverson did it AI back in 2005. Tobias Harris, 22 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. Their third leading score in the game was Danny Green. <sighs> 13 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists. He actually helped out. Look at that. Danny. Um, Danny, Danny, after, Danny. After the game, Tobias said, I'll tell my kids one day that I played with Joel Embiid. When they asked who was the best player I played with, I'll say Joel Embiid. <laughs> you know, and so when you say something like that, you know, you're putting him in his upper echelon. You know, like, in, remember in, in Troy, like, I lived at the time of Achilles. You're pretty much saying you lived at the time. Of Joel Embiid. And so when you think about how he's been put on this pedestal, and deservedly so, he, to me, he's the MVP right now. I don't care. LeBron dirty shot, shot him. I would never let LeBron be the champ for the MVP. Do you feel like Joel Embiid has entered this transcendent player, this all-time Sixers legend, all-time Greek discussion? Is he already there? Um, No, I don't think he's already there. I think uh, he's on his way, though. I think he, I think he just cracked a new level. I feel like he just uh, got the keys and he opened a new door. He walking up the steps, you know. But he's he's not there just yet. I feel like once we see, well, for me anyway, I think once I can see like this on a a, a yearly basis because I think he's always been dominant, but mm-hmm. not consistently. This is the first year he's been consistently dominant. So right. I would I would like to see it if he you know if he comes out next season the same way, the same intensity, the same domination. Then yeah, then yeah, absolutely. You got to put him up there because up to this point, before this, before he before he became consistently dominant, he, had, he like showed flashes, but he still was considered the best big man in the game. Mm-hmm. But now, I feel like like really putting a stamp on it. So I, I'm gonna say he's on his way, but I'm, I'm gonna say he's not there quite yet. You know, I sat there and I'm sitting here, and I heard what Tobias said, and it got me thinking. Okay, transcend transcendent player, because to me, in my lifetime. Obviously, AI was a player that you watched and you were like, oh, my God. Absolutely. Like, the confidence when you have a great player where you just know it pretty much every night you're going to get this many points. They're unstoppable. And that feeling we had for over a decade of my life, my youth, of just like, you can't do anything about this player. Water is what an AI going to drop 30 at minimum on your head. You exactly. can't do nothing. Exactly. And I will say that this is the first time that I was just like, okay, this season, I mean. That I felt that about, I feel that about Embiid. Mm-hmm. At first, in the beginning of the season, I was just like, "Oh, we'll see who sustains this." Whatever he he continues to put back to back thirty point game, then that fifty point game. I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm not with the AI transcendence, but I'm really under the the confidence level of you can't stop him. He's going to get this many points tonight. That's just it. Period. He's not. And like you said, it wasn't about him pretty much elevating his game. He's always had these tools in his toe bag. He just was never in shape. Thanks. I don't think you sit there and you're like, oh, Embiid, he's elevated his defensive play so much. He's always blocking people's shots. He was always that dominant. He always had the Euro step. He always had the the step back. He always had the, the dunks. It's just he plays harder and longer. Mm-hmm. So if he, in the world where he, when he, if he played like this, he would have been in the MVP discussion every year. Every year. He's been healthy in the league. He would have been, obviously, the all-star starter every year he's been in the league. This is about motivating him. And so has he gotten to that AI level? No, because AI had how many all-stars. He, he's an MVP. I think that you would have to get 
at least one MVP Once to enter that conversation level. of AI, right. what Chamberlain had done, you know, like our, our, for our legacy. We had some fantastic basketball players play for the Sixers in the history of this, this organization. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like, no shade to the Eagles, where like the quarterback, all time great quarterback. We ain't a lot of quarter, great quarterbacks, so it's like we ain't it's not no hard. Face for them. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, we could be shady that like yeah. people say, oh, this person is the Eagles quarterback. There's not much to pull. That's that. That's a dense pull. There, it's like the one eyed man in the land of the blind. Yeah. But for the Sixers, let's say you're an all time great Sixer. We have Hall of Fame, all time great, all time dominant players at the positions. A person, a person like AI, who changed the culture of basketball with his outfit, everything else. Like to be on that list. You know, you got to give me the MVP, but I will say he has every chance to be on that list. He does. He has positioned himself. If he keeps doing this, give me two uh, this year, next year, that like you said, this like that's over. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, absolutely. You, you bought, absolutely. You the way because he's he's, he's surging up. Uh, this is exactly what we wanted to see from him. Yep. We said we wanted these fifty points. We wanted we wanted that dominant Shaquille O'Neal type. You just on the floor. There's nothing that you can. I mean, they put the boy Carter on him. <laughs> Yeah. Then they had to put that on him. Like teams actually are in a position of Bef- what can we do? That, that was before they were like trying to figure out options what to what they could do before they double teamed him. It's like, all right, well, what can we? Let's try this guy. Let's try this guy. Yeah. Stop trying. Just double. Yeah. A, a lot of people are trying to do that, and, and you know, Demarcus Cousins the other night. And I was, and I that mean, was when I, that was a matchup I was actually excited to to see because I knew Boogie wasn't going back down. So I wanted to see like you know how impactful and B was really going to be. It's like it's like Boogie wasn't even there. Yeah, it's like you can't, he wasn't you can't even stop. There. When he took him on the baseline and went around him and dunked, I said, "Man, get mm-hmm. him off, get him out of here, get him off the court." It was enough <laughs> he could do. <laughs> and so at this point, he's a player that teams try to stop him. They throw everything at him. That, like you said, the double team, different matchups. It doesn't matter. So he is every night, unless LeBron's on the floor or Steph's on the floor. He, I guess, say James Harden, right? That's whatever. He's probably the best player on the floor every night. We're not playing hands, those two couple hands, things easily. Da- hands down. And what and what's really exciting about that is that they're I, well. I don't think well. I know they're not done adding to the roster. Uh, maybe this season, or I don't know if they'll make a trade or not. But next yeah. season, I think that because we're they're going to add a player like um. This is a, my this is a, a, my opinion, of course. I think they're going to add a player of of like a similar to like a Levine, somebody athletic, somebody who can score and go get a bucket. Yeah. So once you add a player like that, it's going to like open up open up the floor for him even more. And it's like because yeah. you, you can't, it's going to be like we can't double team him because we got to worry about this guy or we got to worry about this guy. So it's like this is going to get better. It's going to get better. And yeah, and I and I I think I think yeah, we, we are going to upgrade the roster because obviously Danny Green's on a one year contract. His contract is up. They know they have to make that wing better so it'll be a situation of we'll have the money we'll whatever we're going to do like we're going to like bring that in so i think that wh- whoever we decide to replace danny green next year and i think it will be a good player yeah. then we could talk about you know everything else um speaking of good players and bringing in help for mb this is the second game without ben simmons who has illness which they said is a flu not coronavirus and his, his last game was 42 points and so we could get Separated yeah. wing and Ben Simmons to maintain this. That was actually a crazy set run he's on. He caught me way off guard with that with that game. When when I seen he had 19 points in the first quarter, I didn't, if you people I didn't you know I didn't even text. I don't think I texted you at that point. Yeah, I'm just I'm just watching. I'm just like, hmm, what's happening <laughs> what's <going> here? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what's happening here? What's going on? And I know everybody has some nights where you know you just hit your shots. And I think mm-hmm. he just had one of those nights, but I felt yeah. I felt so great watching it because like. 
it comes so far in between for me. I feel like I never I never see him have games like that. Yeah, and that was that was you know also without Embiid, and we played Utah, the number one team in the West uh, right now, and they also in that game had the same problem with well the same concept they had with Embiid. They put Gobert on him, and Gobert wasn't working; he was destroying his life. Yep. Then they had to go switch out there, and they put try to put Mitchell on him, and he just had to, he had the height advantage. He took he attacked every every matchup they gave him. He attacked. If we can have that Ben Simmons with this matchup nightmare Embiid, listen, that's and, all I'm gonna say. And that's and and I'm a and this is the last thing I'm gonna say about Ben. Mm-hmm. I think, I think honestly, I think that's my problem with Ben. That's what it is. It's like I know this is not your ceiling. I know the type of player you can be. So it's like you're stunting your own growth, and that's what frustrates me. It's like you're yeah. just not doing it. It's like you have yeah. it. It's there. You're just not doing it. And that's what frustrates me about him. But it's like when he does it, it's like, yo, he's great. He can be great. Yeah. Like, it's there. Can defensively, offensively. And that's what I'm We never hated on Simmons. We never hated on Embiid. We were frustrated, yes. which is different. Yes. It, it was not about, oh, this guy sucks. This guy. It was like, do better because we know what you can do. And you're choosing to not. You're choosing to not be in shape if you're Embiid. You're choosing to not attack your matchups if you're Simmons. And when you do it, you drop 50 and you drop 42. So just do it. Just do it. Just, just that that's simple. all we wanted. That's all they have the talent. It was just a matter of like just doing it. Just it was, and that's, and that's like it. Nike. And so without Ben Simmons, we played the Rockets. We blew a twenty-six point lead. Last night we beat the Bulls, obviously, but it took everything out of Embiid because it's supporting cast, you know. But it took Embiid closing fourth quarter to get it done. It also took Embiid fourth, fourth, closing fourth quarter to get it done against the Rockets as well. It did. Um. He said the first two pair of games we played that we've won without Simmons previously, before these two games, we were winless without Ben Simmons. And I think, I remember when we lost to, um, I forgot we lost to like two weeks ago. And somebody said something on Ben Simmons and then B tweeted the fan back, like, did you watch the game? We just lost by 20 without Ben Simmons, you know? Yeah. And so at this point, I remember that. We talked, like, we talked a lot about Ben Simmons' play. We, we've been critical of it, rightfully so. And I think he's been critical of it. Nothing we said is something that he hasn't said to himself. Yeah. How essential, I mean, have we gotten to the point where the the fandom or the media or maybe this overall, we can recognize Ben Simmons, obviously previously, we wanted to, we were talking about trading him early in the year, and that was different. That was James Harden, all-time player. But any kind of trade. Is it now sunken in that this player is essential to this team's success, period, especially this year? Um, I'm oh, going wow. to say, I'm going to say, and this is a hard question for me. I'm not gonna lie. This is a hard question for me, because I want to say I want to say yes. We do need Ben Simmons because I watched the game last week or the week before last that he didn't play, and I believe the guard in that game. I wish I could. I'm gonna I'm a think of the, uh, who the, the team was before we finished the episode, but the guard had like like ten or eleven rebounds, and I thought I'm like, yo, that wouldn't happen if Ben was playing. I thought we played that. without him. We played the. The first Portland game, the second Portland game played with him, like the most recent one. But we also played Portland the first week of February without him. I think that game they killed us on the boards. I yeah, they killed us on the boards that game. And I thought Mello. to myself, I said, if Ben was playing, that wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't happen because yeah. Ben is going. Ben is good for at least at least eight to ten rebounds a game. At least that. Yep. So it's like I felt like that's an, that stood out. That played a factor in us actually losing the game. So I can't, I'll be crazy to say and say, no, we don't need Ben. We do need Ben because he does guard the, the best player every night. Mm-hmm. He, kills the, he, kills, he kills the boards. 
de- defensively, it's not he's not only guarding them, but he's actually doing a good job guarding them. So yeah, you need a Ben Simmons. You do. You need a Ben Simmons. You we, um, the Sixers need Ben Simmons. We yeah. You so we're do. not trading. We, we flip. There's no from the fly zone situation. There's no trade that I want right now. We see Harden's off the table. There's yeah, I was no about to say it would have to be a, a Harden, Kevin a Harden Durant. It would game. have to be. Yeah, it would have but to be. These other side pocket trades. No. I don't want anything to do with them because to your point, he's an elite defender, a top five defender in the league. He always goes against the best player. Even when you talk about offensively, his assist totals, right? How mm-hmm. much he's a part of it as far as the points that we do square everybody else. His vision. I mean. Obviously, Steph, uh, Steph Curry did a good job running in the guard two games ago and in this game. And they, the offense is pretty much a bit different. We run that two-man game. He does that give and go with Embiid, and he'll he'll decide to go around the screen and lay it up, and it'll be easy like that. But, like, how Simmons is able to get everybody else involved. Like, I think Seth had maybe four assists in the game. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. and – Simmons usually have at minimal tenants, like eight, nine, ten, eleven assists a game. Uh, so it's beyond that. The, the elite defender, how he's how he's able to go in transition, how he's able to assist. The, like we, we, I love the idea that we have a person that we could just lock that person on their best shoot score. Yeah, because like, every, every team can't do that. Yeah, you have to have that piece that I, I can put him on there like a Ronco rotisserie chicken, set it and forget it. Because <laughs> that's never a hard night. I mean, and, he, and he's shown it. We play people that have been on fire. We play people that were like, you know, going off. And then we played them and, they're, and he's, what happened? Yeah. Uh, and so at this point, I would agree. We need Ben Simmons. And unless you said it's a earth shattering talented player coming here for a trade, I don't want to do anything with you. I know. No, no. Yeah. And it's because, and people, and I know some people will probably hear that and say like, like, yeah, he does that, but you can find other players. Or you have other players on the team that can defend, like, Matisse. And, yeah, that's cool, but Matisse doesn't do everything Ben can do. Like, no. outside of defensively. Matisse, can, Matisse doesn't have the tool bags to score 42 points. Mm-mm. That's the difference. I think uh, once I think once Ben unlocks his offensive game a little more, unlocks a little more to that, I think he's going to be – everybody's going to shut up. He's going to shut everybody up. Because no, yeah. nobody's going to have nothing else to say. You have nothing else to say negative about his game once he does that. And he spoke on He spoke on his frustrations. And he spoke on – he said he's been having really deep conversations with Sam Gasol people for the last couple of weeks about his – he needs to attack. Like, I need to attack. And so, to me, if that's the true thing that you're locked in and you are going to be this aggressive, Ben, fine. I'm all because here for he it. Does, before the 42-point game, he had a 25-point game. Like, it's not like he was building. For those, those last three games he's played, he's, he was building up. Mm-hmm. And, and so, at that point, we got to build up Ben. Hell no. Don't. Somebody call you say, hey, what was something? Hang up on him. Cut your phone line. Don't even. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd, you get, how'd you get this number? <laughs> how, does, how does Satan get a direct line to my phone? Get out of here, Satan. Exactly. Exactly. Take Rush Limbaugh with you. So, oh, you did. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> So the new format for the playoffs, the first part of the season has five games left, and then we'll go to the All-Star break, and then we'll have the second half of the season. But at the end of the ultimate season, there will be a play-in-in playoff scenario for the teams, the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th seed in each conference to play each other to lock in the 7th and 8th spots. We're, still, we're currently number one. I don't ever get tired of saying that. The Sixers are currently number one in the East Eastern Conference of the NBA. And if the world is in today, we obviously one plays the eighth seed. Now, the four teams that can be playing in that play to end tournament consist of the Bulls, the Hornets, the Heat, the Knicks. If 
you could pick or choose a matchup that would, you know, for the Sixers, what team would you prefer to lock in that A spot as a result of this playing in tournament between the Heat, the Hornets, the Bulls, and the Knicks? Hmm. I think that if I, I mean, obviously, I want, I want to pick the. This is a hard question. This is a good question. Honestly, <laughs> I think you. I want to pick the easiest, the easiest team of obviously, which I think would be the Hornets, but. I think out of those four teams, none of those, none of those guys are going to contend with the Heat. So, give me I, and I would love, I would love nothing more to kick Jimmy Butler's black, excuse me, Nana, ass out. I knew he was going to Avengers right here. First, I knew he was going to Avengers right here. Round. Oh my, that would just do wonders for my life. I knew you. Was, I knew you was choosing violence. I, once you start running out, they just guys gonna go out there. He don't want to take the easy road out. He want to go do the. He want to go take the heat because he I, can't, the- I can't. I can't. I, I ain't. I ain't wired that way. I, and I, I'll, I'll, when I think about it, I don't have no problems with Jimmy Butler. By the way, I love Jimmy. He's my guy. Mm-hmm. But I would love nothing more than to kick him out the playoffs first round for him leaving. The not the way he did, but he left. He didn't want to come back. He had negative comments to say about Brett Brown, like we all did. So what? I would love to kick Jimmy out the playoffs first round. In a four-game series first round, I think that would be a great test for us. Yeah, I mean, they went to the NBA Finals a year ago. So obviously the confidence boost of playing somebody. But quite quite honestly, give me the Hornets all day. Listen. Yeah, easiest team, of course. And that's, yeah, what, I, and like, that's what I said first. I said I think, I wouldn't the easiest team. your scenario is going to unfold either way. Like, I think, let's say we don't we miss the Heat in the first round because they Hornet are the eighth, then the Heat are the seventh. At some point, unless they can't make it past the next, like, we're going to, we, we might clash with them anyway. Mm-hmm. Give me, to me, I look at the list, and it, obviously I take out the Heat, I take out the Bulls, to me. Like, swipe them out. Yeah, and then you have the Knicks and the Hornets. Those are easy matchups, and I'm just evaluating how we played against both these teams this year. The Hornets have been like blowouts. It's just the easier matchup. Give me that. Let me go. Let me sweep somebody. Let me go sit at home and wait for Jimmy Butler, whoever the Heat, to show up to come play in Philly. That's what I want. I think that we will we will beat all those teams in the seven game series. There's not one team in that list of four that will beat us in the seven game series. No. Cuz they won games against us of course, but they're, they're not winning four games against us at the hell. None of these teams have the ability to do it. No. And it's just if you can limit if you can limit going up against Zach Levine a bunch of times or the Heat and their shooters a bunch of times or I'd rather have this LaMelo ball trying to figure it out in this first playoff series. Yeah, give me that. Give me that. Absolutely. Now, if I had to choose, of course, I'm taking the Hornets. Did you just? You, I asked you to choose. You tell. You tell me. I did. I said. You know, I said. You Stark name of list. <laughs> no, <laughs> I said I would love to make it. You know, take the easy route yeah. and take the Hornets. But I fuck. also would love to kick Jimmy Butler out the playoffs first round. I would love well, that. Listen, we'll, we'll kick him out another time. Like we'll kick him out eventually, or he'll be at home eventually. I, I think that I think the Sixers are an Eastern Conference. Championship team period. We're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals period. That's not even a question to me anymore. It's about who we're going to play in that finals and if we can make it to the championship finals or not. These teams that I, I'm, I told you, like I'm over. We have the best player in the East. Period. I don't care with Durant's here. We got the best. We got the most dominant player in the East. The most unstoppable player in the East. I'll say that. And so, with that being said, they're going. <laughs> we going. We going to check rock with Jimmy at some point. Jimmy might be on the couch when it's all. Jimmy might not. You know, nah, he'll beat. They'll beat those teams. They'll beat the uh, the Bulls, the Knicks, and the uh, Hornets. They'll beat those. Well, teams. no, because Jimmy. Let's say Jimmy falls. To, it's in the seventh seed with the Heat, and the Heat gotta oh, no, play possible. the Nets, and they play the Heat and the Nets in the first round. Like they might clash. Yeah, no, that. Yeah, no, I that's love possible. that. I, would, I love that clash of the Titans. That is just oh destroy each other. That would be magical. 
destroy each other. Yes. Please. That'd be magical. In the first um, round, no. too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tired them right uh, out. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, um. Now, as we're talking playoff position and everything else, we will be taking on a playoff team in a two-game series. The Toronto Raptors, we play them the first game of the series starting tomorrow night at 7.30. So that's the next game. We got Kyle Lowry and them coming to town. Toronto Raptors, we ain't scared. And yeah, once nah. again. I think yeah, um, they, and they're probably going to be coming back on some vengeance type stuff. Vengeance too, be trash we, we swept them before earlier this season. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they keep thinking they got a matchup for Embiid. They don't. I wish the whole NBA could hear me. Nobody has a matchup for Embiid. You cannot stop the man. He's unstoppable. And if, if he don't win the MVP this year, if he keeps this going throughout the rest of this, rigged. it's rigged. That's what I was about to say. If he keeps this up rigged. and he doesn't win MVP, it's it's rigged. It's rigged. And he's already said his back is still not 100% from that LeBron James shove, that he's still, mm. um, you know, working through that, having to get massages. And so if LeBron wins it, over the guy you shoved down when he was on a pace. Because to me, that means you're not even 100% dropping 50. You could be dropping 60. Exactly. So, the, so, so like, if LeBron wins it off of that, after he was having this crazy rise, and then you shoved him. Anarchy. Anarchy. I don't expect... I, I, I didn't expect that from LeBron. I ain't gonna lie. That caught me by surprise. Yeah, I it was dirty. I, yeah, was I didn't dirty. expect that from him. And I, I kind of... The respect level kind of... Yeah, because it's like... It's like, a, like whoa. Shove somebody midair. Uh, Exactly. Like, whoa, what was that about? Money in the street ball. What the hell wrong with you, Nick? That'd have been a fight. In your, in your yeah. If that wasn't on TV, NBA, that'd have been a fight. Well, speaking of things that we didn't like and things that are stoppable, Carson Wentz <laughs> is no longer. This week, I think that was, well, when, yeah, Wednesday, the Philadelphia yeah, Eagles agreed to trade Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick that could turn into a first rounder. The Eagles will receive the 85th overall pick in this year's draft and a conditional second rounder can become a first round pick based on Wentz's playing time. Wentz needs to play at least 75% of the Colts offensive snaps in 2022 for the conditional pick to convey. The Eagles will take on a 33.8 million dead cap hit, which is the largest dead cap hit of any team in NFL history has ever taken for a player. With the Colts assuming Wentz's balance of the $128 million extension he got recently, including a $10 million guaranteed roster bonus due on March 19th next month. So it's finally over. Turn off the lights. Turn off <laughs> the, the lights. Party's over. After weeks of speculation, after weeks of Wentz silence, uh, <laughs> The trade is finally done. Clearly, this is what he wanted to happen all along because you know people are like he didn't say anything. After Doug's, after we took Doug Peterson uh, to the Ned Stark chopping block and took his head off, took his we head have now off. taken once. We have now taken once and shipped him to Indianapolis. Enjoy the cold. <laughs> what are your thoughts on? I'll start three part question. The trade itself, how it broke down, the compensation we got back for him, which is right now just a third round pick. And ultimately, how where we are as a franchise after winning a Super Bowl three years ago, after giving him an extension, after him taking us to the 13-1 season and locking him first place for us, Torrance ACL, throwing that touchdown pass to Alshon in the Rams stadium. How we got to where we are, which is trading an under-30-year-old quarterback. Well, first I'm going to say I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to think about it no more. I'm glad I don't have to talk about it no more. I was, after this episode, um, I'm, so I'm I'm glad it's over, um, and I, I'm all for a player leaving if he wants to leave. If a player says I want to leave, he doesn't want to be here anymore. I want him out. Uh, I don't want anybody yeah. here that doesn't want to be here. So um, I think compensation wise, I expected more. I expected that I, I thought that they would get a little more. Um, now 
I understand that Carson hasn't had uh or I would say he's you can say that he's digressed after that 27 2017 season. You can say he digressed a little when you take an effect the account of the receivers he had, the the line play, offensive line play. Those are reasons why, but I think those factors play reasons in the conversation. If he mm-hmm. was if he was playing at um MVP level like he played in 2017 and you know things still fell apart and you know we just had to move him anyway, I think we would have got uh, a lot more. We probably would have got like the Jerry Goff deal or the um the Bradford, I mean the Sam, the Matt Stafford deal. Same. Yeah. Um so I can't be too mad about the um about the conversation and guarantee I think he's going to definitely play 70% of the snaps so I think that Absolutely. that conditional second rounder definitely be a first um Correct. so uh, I so I can't be but so mad so we'll probably next year we'll probably have a decent pick in the first round and a you know a probably like a mid 20 another mid 20 round pick so whatever I take it Honestly, my my ultimate this my ultimate feelings is I'm glad he's gone. Do you have any thoughts on the fact that we traded away a under thirty quarterback who helped us win the Super Bowl three years ago? As far yeah, as I how think speaks, I think that speaks volumes to how crappy the organization is and how he is essentially. Yeah, yeah and 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 now, and now I'm looking at I think um how not how we um Jeff has always had a, rep, a good reputation in the NFL with fans and actual personnel, and I think it's kind of like he's kind of affecting that right now in a negative way because. Everybody league wide, even when I turn on sports and I watch first take, they're talking about Howie Roseman. Mm-hmm. So something needs to happen. Fans know it, media knows it. Jeff, I'm sure you know it. So I feel like it's some kind of like weird buddy thing happening, where it's like he he doesn't want to he doesn't want his buddy to get fired. He doesn't want to lose his buddy again from the or, or maybe he feels like he owes Howie after the whole chip situation. I don't know, but Howie needs to be gone. I, I don't trust this organization. As far as I can see him, and I never see him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, uh, as far as the trade is concerned, this was a long, arduous rollout. Something that we all knew was going to happen. I said when we benched him, that was over. I said when we benched him, I'm like, he's never going to play here again. I was you, very you adamant about that. You were the first that. one that called it. I, yeah. I admit that. I, well, as soon as we benched him in the game, I said he's never going to play here again. It's over. We traded. And people try to tell me, oh, no, it's just what we benched him. I'm like, no, it's over. And I was, I, so I've been waiting since week 13 for this to happen. People are like, oh, I've been waiting since all season. Like, I've been waiting since week 13 for this to happen. I knew it was going to happen and the toxicity and everything else. So ultimately, the trade was just something like, you're, you're like, come on, it's finally over. Thank, like, thank God. Carson, Carson, Carson. We barely knew you. <laughs> Um, we really knew you. <laughs> great guy. Man of God. Man of God. Can't get mad and at I that. followed him so quickly <laughs> when the train went through. <laughs> Still a great guy. Speaking of that, I don't know <laughs> how gonna, I forgot to do that. you going to follow him live on air. I'm going to yeah. do this right now. Um, I am wait. not having a, you know, like I said, watching Avengers Endgame. I'm not having, like, you know, the credits when, they, when Tony Stark came across the credits and everybody's clapping and they're crying for Tony because he's dead. I'm not having that moment. It was just, it's all business at this point that it's something that just had to happen and it happened. And so I'm not a person that, you know, is toxic enough to be like, oh, Carson, F that guy. I don't root for him. I'm rooting for Carson Wentz. You know why? Because I want a first round pick. Every Eagles fan. Absolutely. Every Eagles fan should be hoping for that 75%, 70%. I want you to go all the way, Carson. I want you to play all the snaps. I also want you to go 0-16 because I got the first pick next year. And that's how I should feel like that. No ill will, nothing, whatever. 
We remember you. I'm not lighting a candle away for you, but I'm not burning your jersey either. It's just something that happened and it's over. And I want to say to the concept of where we are, and like I think you hit, hit it on the like they had organizational problem. Because you know how crazy it is? They had a thousand rumors. Oh, Carson was supposed to talking to talking to Doug for 10 weeks. Carson Wentz is a is a prima donna. Yeah. Carson, like they had the biggest smear campaign since Kim Kardashian trashed Kanye to get this divorce she just filed the other day, making making him look crazy. She filed the I other mean, day. I mean, yeah, just yesterday. Oh, where um, been? I ain't hear that. Working, I don't know. And so they have they tried the biggest smear campaign since Gorilla Glue in that girl's head. And you know, <laughs> the reality is, you can say all you want to say about all that, but there is something about the fact that we watched this trade happen, Sean. Right? And as soon as the trade happened, they said the Colts are going to go to the Super Bowl. How can he suck so much? How can he be such a bad guy? How can he be such a, a as they put out there, the Eagles wanted to put out there, poison? If I turn on ESPN right now, they're saying the Colts are contenders to win it all. So he can't suck that much. Can't suck that much. So there's a part of me that's like the way the league values him. And ultimately, a one in a three is a good return for a person at a down year if, if it fleshes out. A one in a three is a good return for a person that fleshes out. But the fact that the league values that he could actually come in here and take a team to the Super Bowl after he's been dogged and trashed by everybody around here, I, I think it's interesting that that was something that the organization, you know, from an organizational standpoint, that that's like where we are. So I will say where we go from here, I don't know. I do know that somebody texted me earlier and they were like, early in the week, and they were like, listen, um, I think that why can't, why do we have to trade him? Because he doesn't want to play. If we can't get good draft picks from the Colts, if we can't get good draft picks from the, um, from the Bears, why can't we just tough it out and tell Carson Wentz, you know, F you, you're going to play here regardless. Somebody texted me that, like, why can't, why didn't we just force his hand and make him compete? It doesn't work that say, way. It doesn't work that way. And it, that, that is not going to help your franchise. No. That will not build a culture. How can you be Jalen Regor? How could you be Brandon Graham investing your all and playing with a guy who you know doesn't want to be here? Exactly. Yeah. That would change your culture completely. Because it's a mercenary at that point. He's here putting this time. Like the Knicks know that the, the Knicks players know Derrick Rose don't want to be there. The Wizards <laughs> players know that Westbrook don't want to be there, and that 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 messes up your life. Like he had to go the trade. So ultimately, the trade had to happen because you know whether it was him, whether it was a team, you can't have somewhere like somebody somewhere like you said that they don't want to be there. And so I feel like the trade had to happen. I think it says a lot about the, the Eagles front office organization who drafted the guy so high. We gave us six picks for this guy. Six picks, and ultimately he's already got a guarantee of $90 million, another $33 million coming this way to, from us this year. You give six picks, all that money, and you trade him, and you get two picks and everything, and that's that. So it just shows this trade to me, just strip away the player everything else, the, the fact that he's elevated the Colts apparently, where everybody thinks. The fact that it just shows a massive organizational problem that you traded up six picks, that you invested your future financially with this person, and he's gone, and he's under 30. That's how I view the trade, across the board. That's it. The organization needs to revamp. Organization needs to revamp, starting with the general manager. And I think yeah, well, I think we're, we're always going to be, in a sense, on a roller coaster until that happens, because... There's a reason we don't have any pro bros on this team right now. There's a BG's, reason. BG, yeah, BG's it. 
or yeah. Well, yeah, and then of, that was his first time. Him. That was his first time this year. It yeah, wasn't so him. there's a and reason it wasn't for that. So it's like, let's address the that. talent drop. Yeah, let's and address how we that. Beat, how we didn't draft BG? No, he didn't. Andy drafted him, I believe. Yeah. So it's like. Let's address, I think once we address that, then we can start having conversations then or then I think we can start having real conversations about where we actually are in like far as like the rosters and teams and all of that stuff. But until how um, until how uh, as long as how he's running the organization in a sense. I don't know what the hell's going on. No. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know what's going to come out of all of this because I feel like it's still a messy situation. No, Nobody is 100 percent sure about Jalen Hurts. Nobody. No. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is 100 percent sure that he can do this job. No. Okay. Now I have faith in the kid. I want him to do good. I want him to win. But who knows? You traded your whatever. But yeah, yeah we gotta. Yeah. Let me ask you. Did you uh did you read Carson Wentz's goodbye to the city? Did you read his Instagram? No, I don't care. I didn't no. Read that either. No. <laughs> no. I didn't read, I didn't read it. that book. <laughs> yeah, fake goodbye. Hit the road, bro. Get out of here. So like, uh, there, there's a, there's a meme that people put over like a long post and it's like, and the reply is always, oh, I'm not reading, all, I'm not reading all that bullshit, but sorry to hear that or congrats. I don't know. And that's how <laughs> I felt. That's how I Seriously. felt. Like, I'm not reading. This is a lot. Listen, he ain't here. Like, what? you're not an eagle no more. I just don't care. Like, I, I'm going to assume you said thanks for all the memories. Well, I don't care. Like, exactly. you're not a quarterback. I got, I got other issues going on. Uh, we we are ugly, not going to be competitive. We're not going to be good. We don't have right now a proven franchise quarterback. Our roster is old. We have no money. Uh, we can't improve and it. And then it's like, I feel like we might go trade Jalen Hurts because he not, I feel like he's not even really getting a fair shot because it's not like we have a decent, well, who knows what the offensive line going to play next year. Hopefully we got a defense. We got a defense line. Is that healthy? Weapons wise, who, we don't know. I feel like we don't know. We, we don't know. We're going to have Alshon's going to be about gone. Jalen Hurst first. We'll get to Jalen Hurst. In I mean, a not, I don't. And I, I don't mean like I'm not. Not to say like I'm he needs this. Or needs that. I'm just saying whoever was here. Whoever was here right now. If I'm training Jalen Hurts, it's not to do this man a favor. If I'm training Jalen Hurts because I think he's not good enough and I want some picks back so I can go get some other dude that I think is good enough. I'm not training anybody because they ain't getting a fair shot. We are in a we are in a rebuild. I don't care if you run around like a idiot in circles every game. Give me we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a topic anyway. Like I, I don't care about none of that. Uh, the roster has to be turned over. As you know me, Sean, I've been wanting to turn this roster over for years. I never wanted to extend BG. At the Super Bowl, I never wanted to bring, ever bring Peters back. I never wanted to bring any of these people yeah, back. Peters. I wanted to bend, like I wanted to purge this roster for a long time. We're sitting here with these with these inflated contracts, these old players, nothing to speak of. We can't even build their. That's <sighs> <Come on> just <down. laughs> a lot, man. It's a lot to digest. I feel like when I say it out loud, I really understand. Like, yo, this shit is going to be. It's just getting. Ugly. We have a problem. We have a real yeah, problem. It's going to be ugly, and it's not. And it doesn't matter. Obviously, we've set up for 2022 because Wentz's contract is completely off the books next year. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson, these people, we're going to have a really good solid cap situation, a good enough solid cap situation next year. But you're not even set up to like that your young talent is going to be developed at that point, whether it's the receivers you drafted last year, whether it's like you won't even be set up if you wanted, if you wanted to draft the quarterback next year, that he's going to fall into a situation where there's talent around him to do anything. You're going to have possibly one corner in Slay who's going to be 32 years, 32 years old at that point. You're gonna have, you know, Fletcher Cox. The offensive line at that point, I'm assuming Kelsey. Well, he's, he tells he's gonna retire. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's a lot of garbage. And I'm, yeah. I'm not saying we don't have talent on the players. We don't have enough talent to compete. Doesn't matter who's a quarterback. 
It's just it doesn't like we we're in, we're in the desert, people. We're where the jaguars are. We were we are in the desert again after the trade of either hoping you have a quarterback or trying to find a franchise quarterback. We are back in the Kevin Cobb era. We're back trying it's, to put Sam that, Bradford. I'm not gonna lie, now, now, that's frustrating. looking for us. We're back in that desert. I, rem- I remember, I remember how it feels to be to to, to be on it, not be on a team, but to be rooting for a team that doesn't have a quarterback. And then here, yeah, we, and where you have team? something, and that didn't work. Well, it worked. It was cool. While I was here, but now it's over. So now we we're here that again. team. We're that team that when people get their schedule, they're like, "Oh, we play the Eagles. That's a win." Yeah, yeah. We're that team. Yeah, yeah. A walk. We're the walk. We're, we're yeah. gonna get bulldozed a lot. We got no respect um, right now. So let's all talk about possibly drafting a quarterback six overall with that six pick, bringing in a vet like Tyrod Taylor to to bring Hurts along or compete with anybody. What are your thoughts on the quarterback situation with the Eagles right now? What are your thoughts on Hurts possibly being the franchise quarterback of this team right now? I think that I do not want them to draft a quarterback at six. Correct. And um, I think far as Hurts, I mean, I think, like I said earlier, I think let I don't want to see another quarterback competition. I don't want. I'm not interested in seeing that, especially with Tyrod Taylor. Like I'm not. I'm not interested in seeing that at all. How are you paying for Tyrod Taylor anyway? Yeah, like what? Eight hundred thousand dollars that was back. He had a money to bring in Tyrod. Okay. Seriously, I'm not interested in that at all. Whoever's here, let's see if he'll be the backup. Play with play with Jalen. See, see what he agent. has. Okay. Well. <laughs> Pick up one of these guys. I'm, a, I'm available, Philly. If y'all ain't doing nothing, I ain't, <laughs> exactly. I ain't got too much going on. But and I'm cheap. You ain't got to pay me eight hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? You no, pay me eight. <laughs> <laughs> behind that office line, behind that office line, you be dying every day. <laughs> talking about be a reconstruction surgery for your knee. She's talking about <laughs> <laughs> give me all that money. Yo, right? That's <laughs> a fact. That's a snap yeah. effect. <laughs> For sure, mm. but no, I think they should just let just let her start be the starter, yeah. uh, see what he has, see what he gives you, and go from there. Because at, at, at most he's trade bait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can trade him for something. So let him be the starter. He showed flashes. I feel like, and the same issues Carson was having, he was having. They ain't freaking blocking. He was running for his life too. So let's leave him back there, see what happens, and let that be it. If they bring somebody else in for another quarterback competition, cans, I'm gonna say I'm gonna lose my freaking mind. I'm I'm gonna go crazy because it doesn't make sense. It It would be the same thing we did last year when he drafted Jalen Hurts. Exactly. Exactly. I I have never been. This I've watched drafts and I'll be like confused. Like who? Like what? We got them for? I'll have drafts. I'm like confused, puzzled, obviously happy with some picks, excited. I have never been upset. (laughs) I was actually like pissed the fuck off when we drafted Jalen Hurts. I was like, 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 what the. Like, what are we doing? Uh, and as we and then we sit here a year later, well, you and have I'm like, so many needs. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Ken. But it's like you draft Jalen Hurts in the second round, and you got you need linebackers, you need another cornerback, you need safeties, you need offensive linemen, you need. It's like we got so yeah. many holes, and you pick another quarterback after you just after, like, like you're not already paying one 126 million dollars. And I just watched, watching Jeremy Chin. For the Panthers, have back to back. We get a safety with with six touchdowns, Pick having sixes. great. Like, yeah. What, 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 you, like, what are we? What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, what are we now? It's like it's like self sabotage. Why? It's like why are you doing this to yourself, Howie? Why are you doing this to us? 
And that 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 gets me to my point. Right I'm gonna at Howie I on Twitter, and I just want to ask him, what did we, what did I do to you? I want to know what I did to Howie. I want nothing to do with drafting a quarterback at the sixth pick, and for multiple reasons. I'm gonna tell you the first reason: all these quarterbacks suck, except Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, Will is Justin Fields better than Jalen Hurts? Probably. He has a stronger arm. Zach Wilson, I don't know that. He has I'm... a stronger arm. No, he has, he has a stronger arm. He's a stronger arm. No, no, that, I'm not, that, no, I'm that, not, no, I'm not, that doesn't I'm not make you a better that. quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I'm not debating yeah. his arm strength. I just don't know if he's better. That's why I say he's better. I said at, he's more, at, at best he'll be marginally better. I'm getting to mm-hmm. like Zach Wilson. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's Trey Lance. Okay. This is my thing. That's a, from North Dakota State. Another like, North Dakota like State Carson, quarterback. I feel like Carson is the reason he's even getting any shine. Yeah, because because he his his blueprint he put at that program. My thing is my thing is. No shade to these kids and their arm talent. They have live arms with this, this bullshit. This, this concept these people have brought up with a live arm is. Who cares? You know you got a live arm? I like, got a live arm. Like, like, what the heck? I could throw the ball pretty far. Like, what the <laughs> I just, you know, I just, Jamarcus Russell had a live arm. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Dante, okay, Dante okay. Culpepper had a live arm before, uh, up until Randy Moss left. I hate that. I saw somebody say these people have live arms. After Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback talent in this draft is garbage. So not garbage. They're just not. They're not gonna be. They're not crazily enough better that I believe that they are Super Bowl franchise quarterbacks. Could they? Are, could they be better than Jalen Hurts? Potentially, yes. Could they win more games than Jalen Hurts? Potentially, yes. Do I think any of those quarterbacks after Trevor Lawrence has a chance to be a Super Bowl level franchise quarterback talent? No. And if they're not, then I'm just going to take the best player there, the best receiver there, the best tight end there, even off the line. I don't care. Like, you build the best team you can build. I'll even trade back to eight for the Panthers so they can come up and take him. And I can get more picks in the second round. You build your roster till you, till you can slot in that guy. The way, you know, you build your roster up the way, they're, like, the little Rams. They just had to slot in Stafford because they had the corner, they had everybody else. Yeah. You build your roster up that a year from now or two years from now that you have a dominant roster because all the picks, you can just slot the guy in and do that thing. So my first reason is the talent at the at the sixth pick at quarterback at the Trevor Lawrence is going, I don't want him. The second reason I don't want a quarterback at six. Why the hell? No, no, I'm sorry. Why the fuck <laughs> would I trust Howie Roseman? To do anything. To evaluate a quarterback. He evaluated Carson Wentz and we're trading him a couple years later. He evaluated Jalen Hurts and then a report comes out and it says, oh, the Eagles actually view him as a fourth round talent. Why the fuck would you take a fourth round talent in the second round? Why would you do that? <laughs> How do you evaluate? drafted in the fourth round last year. So, and then a, a, a guy who took Clayton Thorson, who we saw with our own eyes when we played a preseason. He did not deserve to be on anybody's NFL team. He's currently probably pushing carts at ShopRite to put him back in the little cubby things. Like, their evaluation of quarterbacks is flawed. They don't know how to pick quarterbacks. They know how to evaluate them. The quarterbacks that Howie Roseman has drafted across the board on this roster, it shows you this. So why would I trust Howie Roseman? Can you imagine? Why would, what confidence? Okay, it's, it's at the day after the draft, Sean. High Rose is out there in press conference. We got Justin Fields, and he's hype as shit. Why would you feel confident in a Dave Sparrow interview with a quarterback that High Roseman picked? I wouldn't. Why? I wouldn't. And honestly, <laughs> draft day, whoever we choose, whoever they choose, I'm probably going to say he probably sucked. <laughs> he probably sucked. Like, how he chose him, I don't know what this kid's going to do. And so I – so my second reason, like I said, is because I don't trust the quarterback evaluation system in this organization under this administration right now. I don't trust it. 
they have not proven to me that they can get a long-term starter at quarterback and they haven't drafted one. They And then like from their own measure, they took a guy two rounds early. Then they drafted a guy in the fifth round who can't play quarterback. So I, whatever your measuring stick is, I don't want anything to do with it. No. But ultimately, I don't care about a quarterback competition at all. Like I, I'm an iron shepherd's iron person, so like I don't care who they bring people in here. But my thing is ultimately, it serves no purpose for the team long term if we're in a rebuild to not start Jalen Hurts. He'll have a better offensive line than last year. With obviously, my lot is returning. Kelsey will play. Brooks is the best guard in football when he's healthy. Land Johnson. But ultimately, it's not about I believe in him. It's everything to do with the fact that. If he plays well, if he plays average enough, well, okay, you can sit there and say, well, in 2022 when the cap rolls over, we actually have something to work with the quarterback. And that's one less thing to draft in the 2022 draft, right? If he plays serviceably well. So if he plays like a franchise quarterback level, whatever, you can say, okay, we're going to the 2022 draft, looking for offensive line, we don't have to look for quarterbacks, right? So that solves your problem. If he plays like garbage, you have the first pick in the draft. So you went either way. You either find yourself a franchise quarterback and him playing well, or you get the first pick, the top five pick, and you get to get to draft the quarterback. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah. There's no lose to starting him. It's we're not, not going to be the roster's not good enough to be competitive if you were to take J- Justin Fields and he plays well. This roster overall sucks. The team sucks overall. Nobody's going to take this team anywhere. You also slot the guy in here to see what, like like a tea bag to see if he can swim in hot hot water. Throw him in hot water. He either plays well, and you you solved your quarterbacks situation for right now or he doesn't and you have a top five pick you can go draft your quarterback or you can go trade that top five pick for a quarterback that you think a team doesn't want anymore you could do what you could do with the line the, the rams just did it is so i see no point in even not playing him not because i believe in him i think right now and this is a fair assessment he hasn't shown enough on tape to me to believe he's a franchise quarterback he hasn't we, i'm not saying he's not he, i'm not saying he can't be yeah, it hurts i'm not saying he can't be but from the tape of week 13 on there are a lot of things that need to improve might improve with the office line getting healthy, but he has to improve on how he reads the field is obviously accuracy, obviously his ball security. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm not here as it's not, it's just like, I haven't seen enough to say he's a franchise quarterback, but put him out there because you can't lose. If you do your team's not going anywhere, you either get a top, like I said, a top tier pick or you don't. Uh, but to me, to sit there and draft a Justin Fields at six, who's just gonna be marginally better than him, or maybe not better than him? Like, what, what, who, what's the point? Yeah, Justin Fields doesn't have. I don't. He doesn't wow me at all. I don't. I never seen him play a just game. Just another quarterback with a strong arm. Yeah, and even 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 his mobility is it isn't like exceptional. It's okay. It's like it's, it's he's he's a little fast. I don't know. Like, he doesn't do anything okay. that's not like exceptional to me. And what kind of quarterback room are you trying to build that you got Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields teaching each other? Exactly. One a rookie, one on the second year, like who was a backup last year. I would want I would love to sit in a room, even if I have no 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 weight on the conversation. I would love to just sit and listen to the conversations, Howie and whoever his team is, and him and Jeff or whoever is in the room. I would love to just sit and listen on the conversation and how they think. Yeah, what, like what, I would love to like when you didn't take Justin Jefferson, like what was your thought process? Yeah, when you didn't I take DK know. Metcalf. You take JJ Ortega Whiteside. What was what's the what, give me the JJ Ortega Whiteside folder? I want to see his strengths in his week. Like, what did you think his strengths were? Yeah, like what? Well, like, talk to me a little bit. Talk to me a little. Bit. And it's like I don't get it because I'm not. I don't think you have to be a football guy to understand talent. No, I'm you not, don't. It pops. It jumps off the screen. It jumps off. Like exactly. talent. 
So it's like, you can't say it. It's not like, because some people say, oh, he's not a football guy. He's more of an analyst. Yeah, that's cool. But I don't think that matters, honestly, because you know what's, you know what's good. I'm not a chef, but you put a good steak in front of me. Shit, I'm going to tell you, I know this is a good damn steak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't get it. Dude, who are you, Who's on his staff? Who's this? Who's scouting? It's like, because Nan was like, who? Cause he's not doing it by himself. All of them got to go. All of them. So All I don't trust any of the sixth pick. I think, you know, personally, like we said, we, we you can recognize talent when it jumps off the screen, right? So I think personally, unless they take a quarterback, the only thing they can do to fuck up is take a quarterback. I think if you take Jamar Chase, you'll be fine. Take If you take Kyle Pitts, you'll be fine. Because that talent jumps off the screen. They can't, they can fuck up the player in the situation, meaning that yeah. the quarterback can get in the ball. But we're not, Jamar Chase has talent, clearly. Calpus has talent, clearly. Yeah. So why the tackle from Oregon has talent, clearly. The only person that can fuck up this draft is if they take a quarterback. Yeah. And, and, I agree he, with and that. because none of them jump off to me at all. None of them. Yo, I agree 110% with that. I, I, I agree. And I think, and well, I said this already, but I, I, I'm going to reiterate again. I think we're always going to be in, in this space. Or on this roller coaster where we have decent years, and then it's like, oh shit, what's going to happen now? Decent, you know, we I mean? have decent. Mm-hmm. We always going to be on a roller coaster. Well, how we, well, how we at the um at the head of this, and so yeah. until that until that change happens, sometimes you got your best friend. Sometimes you got to let him go, man. You get, like, I mean, Jeff. Like I know it's your boy, but sometimes you, your friends be giving you the wrong advice, bro. Candace, you are. You probably noticed already. You're my favorite cousin. I will fire you if you were doing the shit yeah. Howie is doing. It's like, Ken, yeah, I'll be like, Ken, no, what? Ken, this ain't working. I'll give you another job in the no. organization, but you can't you be the GM. Letting your best friend or family run your billion dollar no. franchise into the dirt? No. From a no. business standpoint. From Listen, a business standpoint, you just lost all this money. If Jesus but, but- Christ was my GM <laughs> and he was doing the stuff Howie's doing, hey, Zeus, you got the role. Right. I can't do yeah. it. I can't do it. I'm not I doing it. I, this is money in my pocket. It's not Sally Cat money going to Doug Peterson. Doug yeah. Peterson got a multi-million dollar center. That's my fucking money. That's my, my money. money. That, that's my money, these coaches. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not doing it. The signing bonuses and salary cap, that's my money as well. No, I'm not All doing these it. I got, I, got one fucking, I got one thing on the stadium I got to bring the fuck down now. Exactly. That's my money. I got to pay some niggas to do that shit. Block that shit, nigga. <laughs> like, like scrub that. You are rock that my franchise. These jerseys I got, I got, I got to take these wind jerseys off the shelves. Like all this merchandise. Like, dude, I just, man. Uh, so the last bit of Eagles we will do. We will next episode. I promise we're going to talk about the people in the roster who have to go, who are not free, who are not free agents, but they have to go. You know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Some of these bums don't deserve. To wear that color, and if we're gonna, I'm not saying if we're going to clean house. If you wanna, you shoot. If you wanna kill somebody, just shoot them in the head. Get it, like, get why would it. you sit there and get a hand to hand combat and kill somebody? Just shoot them in the top of the head. <laughs> right. So let's let's, let's clean the house. Just do it easy and clear. Let's get it. Let's wash our hands. Who got? As they say in the Sopranos. Seriously. <laughs> just get them out of here. These corners. Avante Maddox, we mouse that corner. I will shoot someone. Um. <laughs> myself um <laughs> we're going to get into the last segment of the show as we know the bulletin board we're going to bring the latest news events things going on in the city and things that just happened going on and we have to we have to give a little middle finger to lenny's hoagies oh <laughs> hell yeah they have, they have come under fire for a racist menu item called COVID mac and cheese the COVID mac uh, menu at the restaurant is sparking outrage in the city 
in the Asian American community. Honestly, not just the Asian American community. Any person should be offended by this. Obviously, the Asian American community is obviously upset. But if you don't have a reaction to this, like, there's a bridge. There's a few bridges in the city. You can jump off any of them. Any Anytime. Of them. Pick one. Closest one. A mac and cheese dish at Lenny Togi's is titled COVID Mac, and it's described to have homemade mac and cheese topped with Chinese chili and garlic sauce. A customer called to complain to the owner, and when the customer says, she said, we've been using Chinese chili in our food for a very long time. So I don't know what the problem is. I said I don't really have a problem with it, that you're using the ingredient, but the fact that you're calling it COVID Mac. I think it perpetuates an unfortunate racism that's been going on. The owner says, we dropped the name, so what's the big deal? The, the customer said, I said the big deal is that they've already done a news out on it and that you guys should apologize for what you've done to hurt the community right now. Any owner refused. He said, no, pretty much gave her a back. Yes. So at this point, you have a person who made a racist menu item. And then when they actually, a, a person in that community came and said, hey, can you apologize? Do you acknowledge that you messed up? They told him, kiss my ass. So quite honestly, Lenny Hoagies, kiss, kiss my, my ass. ass. I will never <laughs> order for you. I will never do things. I wish only bad things for you. Your hoagies suck. I never taste them. They suck. They suck. Um, They're trash. Um, and that's what two Philadelphia's is. Yeah, that shit um, is crazy. That's like, it's just, and I, like I was saying before, I'm like, that's like just clear entitlement. Oh, yeah. Entitlement. It's like what? Because even if you you didn't, because I know me anyway. Like if I, even if I didn't, if I did something to offend somebody, even if that was my intentions or not. Or I'm going to say if they wasn't my intentions. If I was just doing something, just that's what I feel like doing. I offended somebody. I don't have a problem with apologizing for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only way, the only reason I would have not to apologize is if, number one, I really felt that way. Or if, two, I really don't care for the person that's asking for the apology or that I would right. be needing to apologize to. So that's, and that itself speaks for, that speaks alone. So them agreeing to not apologize says yeah, exactly like- what it needs to say. The person, they're not apologizing is annoying, me, is annoying me as much as the actual act itself. Cause yeah, exactly. Even, cause, like, even yeah. it just shows that racism. Because you know why? Or that big, because as a that you have a business, right? Even if you don't believe it, you're going to fake apologize because you don't want to have bad PR. You're doubling down on your ignorance and saying, I don't give a what you think. I'm yep. still going to finger you. Yep. I don't care about business. Like, I want to maintain my bigotry so much that I'm going to tell you to get the fuck out of here. Yep. No one is on the news. Like there are plenty, plenty of people who fake it. The NFL apologized to Kaepernick. That's fake. Fake as hell. But you gotta do it for you gotta do it for PR. Yeah. These people are so rooted in their racism that they are saying, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. And and that's and that's the problem. That's where the issue falls. That's where the issue falls. So, and so if y'all ever yeah. go, if you're ever out, y'all y'all walk across uh Lenny's Hogies, don't Lenny's go in, don't, don't go inside don't go that in there. Don't go in there. Do not go in there. That's scumbags. And they probably use old mayo. Anyway, there's a Black History Month events going on, and it is still Black History Month. We got two more weeks of this thing. Y'all still stuck with us for two more months in the Black History Month. Um, the first event, sorry, the first event I'm just I would never What's go. This isn't me. The first <laughs> event I just would never go to. I'm sorry, and I understand what y'all trying to do. Laurel Hill Cemetery. What? <laughs> Laurel Hill Cemetery is hosting a Black Charles Blazers tour, which is a socially distant walking tour through that part of the. Uh, like obviously Westfield, obviously that part. I'm just saying, I'm not going to a cemetery. Tour. I'm not going to a tour. Like, don't take me to a grave of like a famous black person in the area. I don't. Yeah, like that's weird <laughs> as hell. And if you know anything about black people, you know we would never do that because we're yeah. very much a superstitious, supernatural culture. We don't do a lot. Like, 
When, that's why when, when when the riots started, when the riot, the Black Lives Matter riots happened, and they were like somebody trashed the church like graveyard and Black Lives. Matter. I knew we didn't do that. And if not a white person did it, yeah. we don't do that. We don't do shit like we're, that. We're not messing with the dead people. We're very much no. spiritual people. We have. I want nothing. It's actually make me nervous talking about guys ghosts in general it's right now. Candace, <laughs> I will never watch The Princess and the Frog again. That I'm shit, saying what that shit is like with the, the witchcraft and all that shit. I'm cool, and that was a cartoon. I ain't fucking with it. Um, I'm like I'm about to light a candle right now. Listen, yeah, seriously, um, <laughs> and, I, and I get it. Y'all trying to hold it down for Black History Month. You're trying to do something, but like. Sim- Lower Hole Cemetery. Send us the names of the famous black people in the area, and I'm just Wikipedia them, and we just learn some knowledge. There's people but I've, I've personally known who's died, and I haven't gone to their. <laughs> I'm not going. I told you I'm not going to. I told you I'm not going to funeral. I'm like I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to my own. And my mother had a funeral. I'm not going. I'm not going to be anywhere to dip. But I'm sorry. I will go. To, listen, I'm not. First of all, don't judge me. I will go to the memorial services. I will go to like after the funeral. I'm just not going to anywhere with the caskets at or a dead body or nothing i'm good so lower hole cemetery i shout out for trying to support black history month but there are ways and know your audience no black people if you want to bring black people in know your audience we are not those people at all <laughs> at jesus all. at all don't even <laughs> don't even think about it if you think about we it forget it. about it but they will also mural arts will be doing a one hour virtual tour experience featuring murals that present iconic African-American figures and the civic heroes of the past and present. That's today and Saturday and Sunday, but they're doing it every week. So once you hear this podcast, you do not miss your chance because they will be doing it next week as well. And through next week, Betsy Ross House is hosting a black storytelling event um, this Sunday, highlighting contributions, contributions of black colonists. Everything in Old City, everything in um, that part of town that you want to highlight black anything. What, what does that mean? They just, Slaves. Want, they just want that black dollar. They want people to come down there and keep spending money. That's all. Down there, look at the cobblestone. I know some slaves walked on these. Come on now. Yeah. Don't do this. When you say black colonists, you just talking about some niggas that were stuck in colonial times. They yep. didn't want to be there. Nope. nope. <laughs> so, if, but anyway, They're if you want to go. The motherland. So, but also, if you want to go to Betsy Roth's house, they're, they are having black Month. Storytelling at the Betsy Ross House. The National Liberty Museum is hosting a story time. They'll be reading Hair Love by Michael Cher- Matthew Cherry, which actually won the Oscar for Best Animated Short Film. A great black young filmmaker who used to be a football player, by the way. Really? He became a filmmaker. Yep. He, and he played for a couple years. And he became a filmmaker and he wrote the book hair love because he felt like um, you know, it's like a father doing his daughter's hair. And that won Best Animated Short an Oscar last year. And they will be reading that at the National Liberty Museum if you want to come. They also will be doing a comic book event. Um, they, it's oh, what, well, well, it's two more things. You know the uh, Elmo guys, the drummers. Yeah. They will be at the National Liberty Museum. Positive movement will be making a uh, music, and then we hosting a music making event, which is digital. They'll teach you how to make drumsticks from household things, and they'll talk to you about <laughs> drumming in the black community. And that will be a celebration of inclusion and representation in comics. That includes a star-studded lineup of black comic book heroes this Sunday. Shout out to Storm. Shout um, out to Storm. That's your girl. But she, she could have helped with Thanos, I'll tell you that. She's <laughs> <laughs> got back to the Avengers. This, <laughs> this Monday is National Margarita Day. Um, two places in the city, Buena, Buena Onda, Onda, which is actually a mezcal and tequila bar. They'll be having $3 chips and salsa, $5 classic margaritas, $25 pitcher classic margaritas that can serve four to five people. You can get two Alpasto tacos for five dollars, and a Tiek Day one dollar beer. Also at Juno, bilingual mommy. 
Uh, <laughs> Juno Nimmer was pure owned by people, Morgan Spear. They'll be doing $5 margaritas from 4.30 to 10.30, which is actually a good time slot. That's six hours. That's so. a long motherfucker. You said free margaritas? <laughs> No, five dollar margaritas. Look at let's, don't get the listeners crazy right now because the law have been nuts. That would have been a hyper spreader COVID event. I'll tell you right now, that would have been right. all COVID. Everybody come out there. It's, it's still probably gonna be a COVID event. Five dollars. That From is free. Four thirty to ten thirty. Six hours of five dollar margaritas down there at Penn's on on the Penn's Landing waterfront. You can get into that. Also, there will be there's a new beer cabin that opened up. It's pretty much Independence Beer Garden. Independence Beer Gardens has created a cabin where you can get bundled up. There are heated fire pits on the tabletops, piping hot new menu items, and you can get seating of two to four people. So if you want to get toasty and get toasty and get toasty physically, but also get toasty inside with some warm liqueur, <laughs> head up to the new cabin beer garden. And if you just want to get sloshed, not for free. <laughs> five dollars, you know, five dollars, and buena on the. Oh, also the last prompt to wrap up the bulletin board. We talked about. Listen, there was a high speed chase in the city yesterday. Oh, shit, yeah, <laughs> there was a high speed chase in the city. A man abducted um at City View, brought Neri a pizza delivery guy's car, and he abducted. It. I'm not even. Laugh. I'm starting to laugh because it was, his family was in the car. That's messed up. His wife and kids is in the car. The he delivery abducted. guy. Yeah. What's oh, what, like? What's the deal with that car? What's what's the deal with that? Why was your? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess they all were. They all getting this money. They was working. <laughs> I'm sorry. If my man came to me and said, "Hey, you want to go in this room? Me deliver pizzas? I'm not getting help the couch. It's cold. What's going on?" Um. But, no. <laughs> go do your thing. But like, sure. You know what it's like when you sit on the couch and somebody asks you to go take them somewhere in your car. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, why would I get up and go help you <laughs> drop off pepperoni pizzas? But anyway, they can bring one home. Did. Bring one back. Anyway, she did, and she brought the two kids. He pulled up the broad and eerie. A man allegedly carjacked a pizza guy with his family inside, ditched the vehicle, carjacked another car, and led the police, filled up the police on a high-speed chase. This speed, high-speed chase went from I-95. It went down to Center City. It went to Northern Liberties. It went all, it went, it went past the city police department headquarters, where he gave the, the department, he gave the police department headquarters the middle finger <laughs> out the window. Yo, um, what's this guy's name? Clearly, it ain't cost Fast and Furious because he got caught. Oh, no. um, and pass, and pass uh, Franklin Square. At one point, two police vehicles collide with each other. So he did the whole okie doke where he made the cops run into each other? What the f- Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> the pursuit finally ended in Franklin Square near police headquarters where the man drove into the snow before officers raced out of the cars and swarmed him and dragged him out. Despite the chaos, nobody was hurt. Uh, the defendant was very brazen. We're very fortunate for the outcome, the police chief said. Damn, you, you banged out in the snow. Banged out in the snow. Did a carousel down there? Jesus. First of all, what was you doing with that man's family? What was the plan? Exactly. What was the plan? No, I think he wanted to take the car. It's happening at 830. Him, I think he wanted to take the car, and he didn't know the family was in there. I don't know how you don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. Kids. How you not know? Like He had to be high. How do you not see him in the front seat? <laughs> he was high as shit. <laughs> He had to be fried. He had to be high. But I will say, he did dump that car and went to the other car. So he kind of turned around. Oh, shit. Somebody in the back seat. What y'all getting here? Oh, shit. Uh, no. A similar story happened in like Cleveland two weeks ago. A guy carjacked a car and a kid was in it. He brought the car back and dropped the kid off and told the lady he called child services on her. 
That's why you left her. That you left her kid in the car. Call it child <laughs> services on you, nigga. Cursed her out and said, "Why you leave your kid in the car, lady?" And he said, he "Called child services on her." And still stole her car afterwards. At the he still took the out. car. He, he drove off here. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> but we told y'all, we told you on the last podcast that carjackings are up. This yeah, guy was one of the many. And listen, I tell you right now, Sean, this is a black, it's a black man that's happened to. He will never hit the end of it. We know black couple. Hell no. His wife. <laughs> the next time he asked you to go somewhere, like the last time I was somewhere with you, he will never. <laughs> like the last time I went somewhere with you, you got abducted. Like, oh, bitch, Words that not was three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Words not described as a black woman when we when we get when we are right in a scenario we will never let we will never let the black man hit the end of it. She was telling the kids, remember that time your daddy had you in the car and the man took us <laughs> and the man like, took us right. <laughs> that's that. That is the bulletin board. Lenny's hoagies, middle finger to y'all. We don't get no mac and cheese. And by the way, like we said earlier, um, don't ever take a black dish and put. Why'd you put all that stuff in it before we get to the they put, it, they put Asian they sauce put, or something? They put chili. They put Chinese chili, garlic, chili and garlic sauce on it inside of mac cheese. You top mac and cheese with that. First of all, that's offensive right there. Before you got to before you got to the name, it's Black History Month. We're saying right now, don't put all this BS in your mac yeah, and cheese. What's wrong with y'all? This is, it's anti-black as well. It's it's a racist. It's racist to Chinese and it's anti-black. Why are you putting anything in your mac and cheese? That's disgusting in it as well. I. When I when I see like you know you go to wild people make these bowls they put in the jalapenos all, the, yeah mac and cheese is not your casserole to put a bunch of crap in no it's not it's mac and cheese the cheese is good enough the cheese and the noodles are fine leave them alone yeah. leave Stop them alone so that's stuff. that's a violation before you got to the name in in the racism that's a violation for making that dish disgusting seriously so, so Lenny's hoagies middle finger you off of your racism and y'all recipe choices Black History Month events National Liberty Museum the mural arts and Lauren Hall Cemetery. Please, if you're gonna if you're gonna go to the whole cemetery, please take the Bible app with you because you might need it <laughs> to quote some Take scripture. a real Bible with you. You're gonna need the real <laughs> Do thing. Something. National Margarita Days this Monday. Five dollar margaritas, twenty five dollar pictures of Buena Onda. The new beer cabin um, is open in Old City, where where the Independence Beer Garden is. And honestly, if you go, please, if your car, if you're a car jacker listening to us. Stop talking cars, but also don't take people and the kids, man. Yeah, stop that shit, man. Go listen. Yeah, don't don't. They go. They go. It's place you can go. They give. They giving cars away. Yeah. All right, you can go get. And your also, wood. and if you are bold enough to take a car, give the middle finger to the police headquarters and make two people crash. Two cop cars crash each other. Please don't bang out in the snow. Well, that was so anti. Man, please don't take my car. Thank you. Oh, please no. don't take my car. That'd be we last car. We shoot over here. Yes. Yeah, that'd be the last car you take. <laughs> we, we we believe in the right to bear arms in this family. Yes. So absolutely. That is, I, um but that is the that is the bold This has been episode eighteen, the Sixers. We got a two game we got a two game showdown with the Toronto Raptors coming our way starting tomorrow. The Eagles, we are winsless. We are possibly franchise quarterback list. We are Howie, we but we have Howie gonna lead us into the future. We got problems, people. We got Major real ones. Problems and we need five dollars. I think the Eagles may actually need to buy this check. The Eagles need to buy this check as much as we do. Need that stimmy. The bulletin board, obviously, we already ran it down. Lenny's hoagies, no. Black History Month events, go do that. National Margaret Day on Monday. The beer garden, and then lock your doors or just like stay strapped because people are here and they will take your kids and 
may may bring him back and hold child services on you. I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't leave your kids in the car either. I guess. Yo, like, he brought the car back and said, "I'm calling child services." <laughs> yeah, curse her out, curse her out, gotta curse her out. But this has been episode eighteen. I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Candace McLean, and I'm joined with Deshaun the Connect Carter. Saying hi, Roseman. Get out of my city, please. <laughs> I wish it would have been. I wish it would have been you instead of Thanos. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Thank you.